Hey guys, it's Anvi and welcome to another episode of Art with Anvi. Art is generally not given a lot of importance in school, whether it's dance, music, or studio art. None of the art majors are listed as one of the popular majors amongst college students. I hope that speaking to some accomplished artists about how they incorporate art into their lives will inspire us all to include art in our lives as well. I'm super excited to introduce our guest for this episode, Kain Nguyen. Kain is a first year student at Carnegie Mellon School of Computer Science. She attended Phillips Exeter Academy in Exeter, New Hampshire, where she was dance company captain her senior year. She founded Exeter Heels, a jazz funk heels dance club that promotes self-confidence through dance. Kind began her dance journey at age six. She grew up Burmese dancing by learning from her teachers through Skype and other forms of video call. She has performed at the Smithsonian Folklife Festival, the Kenilworth Lotus and Water Lily Festival, and the Reston Multicultural Festival. She transitioned into modern hip hop and ballet disciplines at Exeter and has choreographed pieces on mental health and the theme of technology. Hey, Kind. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Anvi? Long time, long time no talk. Almost like four or five years. Yeah. No, yeah. I was at your graduation, though. Oh, yeah. I, I think I did see you at our graduation. Isn't that crazy? That was like before COVID and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like a year and a half ago. That, that's insane. And I've seen some of the great things you're doing on social media and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Okay, so um, I would like to get to know you better before we dive into the questions. So let's start with a quick rapid fire round. Okay, so first question, what are your biggest influences for dance? For dance, um, definitely a lot of like online people. There's Aaliyah Janelle, she's a heels dancer choreographer. Brynn Nicole, it's another heels choreographer. Um, I'm in love with Kyle Hanagami and like Sean Liu. I know they're pretty popular, but like, uh, I would love to meet them one day. Oh, Giannis Marshall, he also does heels. There's this girl named Erica Klein and this girl named like Brooke Fong. Oh my God, I just like listed so many names. I don't know. Some of your favorite makeup artists. Makeup artists, um, Michelle Fawn grown up watching her um there's this girl named sarah chung she's more of like fashion and makeup but she's been fun to watch i would say again like michelle fawn has been like the oh nikki tutorials has been fun to watch um and then like i get a lot of inspiration from just like scrolling through instagram nowadays but like especially for my fun looks but or my natural everyday or like the looks i really love to do like that I'll, i'd love to wear michelle fawn is definitely my biggest influence yeah okay your favorite song to dance to okay that changes every single time but i think oh um it's called this by sam smith it's lay me down yeah okay i, I love that song too yeah. um your favorite style of dance i would say like contemporary hip-hop and that's kind of a cheat because like I'm mixing two of my favorite um, types, styles of dance together. But I think contemporary hip hop is, is its own thing. So I'll stick with that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, a dancer and a makeup artist that you would want to collaborate with? Um, a 
makeup artist. Okay, this is so cheesy. Like I would be like, okay, I'm not putting this on the internet. I'll just stick with Michelle Fawn. Um, <laughs> I think like, yeah, I just love her philosophy and also like how she like started from the ground up. And I feel like I would get a lot of, she'd be such a good mentor. And also her product line is very like natural, more like skincare makeup. And that's definitely where, what I love. Um, and dance. Um, collaborating wise because like a lot of like the my favorite dancers i like want to just learn from what they like just learn their choreo because it's always so perfect i would say oh also i love jojo gomez and i feel like she'd be cool to yeah i would say jojo gomez she'd be cool to like collaborate with okay your favorite fashion or makeup trend i know my not favorite okay like fox eyes look i feel like that has a lot of like racial uh under stereotypes and undertones okay but i don't know why that's the first thing that pops in my head um i like the e-girl makeup okay yeah well i i couldn't pull off all of it but i've started doing blush on my like like my nose and my cheeks like that like full blush so like that's something i've like adapt or like put into my daily life too yeah yeah, I mean, that's like a huge trend now, right? Yeah. yeah. I haven't done the freckles. I don't think it will look good on me, but. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like too, I, I don't, I haven't tried that out yet. We'll see. Okay. You're I, I would love to do your makeup. Oh my God. That I'm would be I love doing people's makeup. Yeah. I mean, I'm like not that great at makeup. So I think that would, yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay. Your top three locations where you'd like to film a dance video. Whoa. These are hard. Definitely like some field, some like, not green fields, but like, <laughs> I don't even know what they're called, but whatever like is the beige plant. Oh my God, this is so. Is it like, oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what those things are called. It reminds me of like grains. About- yeah, grains thing. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, the sunset and yeah, that would be really fun. I want to do something where uh it's like a darkish darker room like a studio with like rain like the room has capabilities to make it look like it's raining and stuff like with playing around with water for the dance i don't know if that's like a location um let's go a third one sorry again i think like something in the na- in nature maybe like this time oh i think what would be cool is just like a a pretty looking uh like garage i know that sounds so weird but like no i get that i get that yeah i feel like a lot of people take photos around there but like a good looking garage (laughs) i don't know how to explain that but yeah i think the first one the field one gives me harry styles vibes you know any yeah like that type of vibe you're right i get what you mean okay i tennis court i'll do tennis court too i saw a tennis court that was really cute yeah i think a lot of my gen z listeners will be We'll relate to a lot of your answers. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm trying. I feel like I wanted. I I was born in 2002, and I know like I am Gen Z, but like I'm a person who doesn't have TikTok and stuff like that. Like I like pride myself for it, even though literally everyone, all my friends have it. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm more of a Gen Z than a millennial, like person-wise, anyway. So yeah, I think based yeah. off your answers too, like yeah. like a lot of the more Gen Z. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Q&A round. So my first question for you is what inspires you to dance and where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, I think this idea of, I mean, dance doesn't necessarily have to go with music. I've seen a lot of pieces that um, are choreographed to silence or just like sounds, not necessarily music. But for me, I find dance to be like a living embodiment of the song itself. It's like I I'm able to bring it to life and like visualize it. So that's why I love dancing. And I feel like songs, I guess, inspire me to dance. It's like being able to, yeah, um, show my vision of what the song is trying to show and trying to, what the song means and what the song's trying to convey. Um, I got a lot of inspiration from Burmese dance because I grew up Burmese dancing. Um, and yeah, a lot of that is like, um, like arm, like intricate arm work. Um, there's this huge emphasis on like flowers, the lotus, um, Buddha, um, peacocks, what else? Uh, like bird, like, like spiritual birds. And like, a lot, again, like a lot of the choreo has arm movements that resemble those characters and those features of Burmese culture. So I do add a lot of that into like choreography that I myself create. Um, so that's one of like the biggest inspiration. And also like just seeing other choreog, like other dancers and people making their own pieces definitely inspire me. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be other dancers, it's just even like artists. Um, even if I just like see something or like there's something that happens in my life and I'm like, oh, like I wanna show people what I'm trying to, what it's, what's going on in my head. Yeah, you know, I can really relate to the part about you direct, like your passion deriving from your Burmese culture because I started Indian classical dance because of my South Asian heritage too. And it's like really similar, like a lot of the movements yeah. resemble like um, uh, Hindu religion or like Indian culture. So, yeah. Um, so I've seen you dancing online and some of your routines, like all of your routines are amazing, but some of them are just astound me. So what has been your most challenging dance routine so far? I don't think they're online. The ones that I really have spent a lot of time making because, um, I was dance, I like choreographed for my dance company at school and uh, my school like really focuses on the creativity aspect. Like we would produce a show, a concert, um, every like term. So that's like every three months, uh, we'd have a new theme and then we uh, create, yeah, they'd pick a couple of choreographers who whose pieces revolve around the theme. And then um, we can choose how many dancers we want. We can choose our own songs, our own lighting, our own costuming. So like it was, it's a lot of work going into it. Um, again, those haven't been online, but I did two big pieces. I was never able to do the, like one of my, a vision that I like have always wanted to do because of COVID. But for the other two, I'd say one of my favorite ones, my favorite one of that one was the theme was like technology and the impact of technology on us. On, on like on society and I kind of did like a go back and reverse into into time like time travel type of piece and the, most of the music was just like notification sounds mm -hmm. um 
I don't know what I titled it. I think I probably titled it notifications, but it was like the Snapchat sound or like uh, the tweets, like the Twitter tweet bird sound or like FaceTimes. Like it was just a compilation of all the notifications you would get um, on your phone. And I was just trying to talk about how that has like notifications have really consumed our daily lives. Like it's, I mean, I didn't want to paint it as like a good or bad thing, but it's just like what it is. It is what it is kind of thing and i did show how there was more like as we reversed back into time as we time traveled back how when there were less sounds less notifications less sounds that there was more like physical human connection um i thought that was one of my fun one of my favorite pieces and like the lighting was super cool like it matched the music very nicely um i yeah i wish i, I i'll try to post it online if i can get the yeah, I'd love to see that. I, I also like I want to come back and talk more about the technology stuff and the other things you've been doing with dance. Mm -hmm. But all of my listener listeners really should go check out your Instagram. I'll drop it at the end. But mm -hmm. like everyone should go see all of all of Kind's choreographies because they're amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Of course, they're so good. Okay, next. Um, art can often be a mode of communication and like important messages for several people, but it can also teach significant lessons and have life-changing impacts. So what lessons have you learned from dance and art in general? Um, again, so I I guess we can like split this into two where it it's like what I'm the things I'm dancing, the pieces that I'm dancing in, like the themes that those pieces revolve around. I've had a lot about like, um, I guess like the fragility of life, like how short life can be. I um, learned a piece to that. Another piece I learned that I really loved, it was choreographed by my friend, Adrian Calvenson. It was like, the theme was home, but his specific piece was about how immigrants find home within one another in their new, in wherever they immigrated to um, and how they keep like the struggle of trying to keep like their old home with themselves and trying to integrate that into their new homes. And I just thought that was, it was, it really made me think about my own family and about my connection to my heritage. Um, and it made me think about like how I can reach out to other people, like other, for us, like other Asian Americans um, and re reach out and bond over what we like, all right. I know it sounds weird, but, like bond over our struggles and like find empowerment through it. So that like was a piece that I like really made me think and like really made me proud of like who I like, again, my parents and like uh, my family. Uh, but in terms of dance, I just think it's just like, it's awesome how much collaboration goes on behind the scenes. Even like if I'm choreographing a piece, like half of it is really just the dance, like my dancers executing the piece and like them putting their own twist to it or if they want they think oh like this doesn't feel that great how does this look and it turns out that second um like that second iteration and um version of it, it's a lot it turns out to be a lot better and it's like really cool to see multiple people come together and like create something yeah like, do you see yourself implementing a lot of the things you learn from dance into your daily life? Or? Um, definitely like team building, you know, um, acknowledging everyone's differences and strengths and like finding, using their our differences as a strength. 
I think that had like, yeah, team building is definitely something I've learned. Um, and just being like open with whatever. I think I've become less stubborn <laughs> through dance, just being like, just go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you say that. I'm sure like a lot of artists and dancers can relate to that. And a lot of like immigrant children who are people with different backgrounds can definitely connect with this. So I know you started college and it's an entirely different experience this year, but have you gotten an opportunity to get involved with dance and art at school? Are you, are, are you like looking at joining anything or and getting yeah. I definitely want to, like, don't get me wrong, like, I think the first thing when, like, some student reached out, I was like, oh my god, where are the dance kids, you know, and I have some friends who do do dance, um, and I know we have clubs, I go to Carnegie Mellon, and I know we have clubs that have to do with dance, I just have not reached out, or, like, it's just been hard, like, I'm sure we, we had a club night, but it was all virtual, and, like, there's no meetings, right now but that i think that's what has really i've been living at home and like it's be having the time to just like explore whatever i want to do it has been actually really nice because that's my in high school like i'd have dance classes and then right after dance class i have like rehearsals for dance company um and i and I'd have to like squeeze in time on the weekends to like learn my own, like learn choreo online or like, you know, just like improv and have fun. Um, I really valued those, like those times, just having the studio to myself. Um, and it's really nice to just have all of that now. Like now, whenever I go um, to the studio, it's just me exploring whatever I want to do. And I mean, it's been really fun. Doesn't mean it's a great thing. I mean, I'm still losing technique as I don't have practice, but um, yeah, it's really just being at home has pushed me to do that. And maybe at, in college, when I go back, I'll be able to join a few clubs and just remember what it's, or like, you know, like remember what it's like to be with a group and see that instead of like less, less self exploration and more like group exploration, I don't know. Yeah, I think during quarantine, besides like other than all its like downfalls, I, it, I think I agree with you. It has a lot allowed me to like improve myself and I'm sure you'll get like more opportunities once in-person school resumes and stuff. So, okay. So when you choreograph or learn dance routines, what are the steps that you go through? Like, do you have a process or routine that you follow? Okay. Uh, so again, I guess we can split this into two. When I learn dance, before I would, t I would get like a plug-in to reverse YouTube videos and then reverse it and like also like slow it down and it would take literally hours to learn it. Um, that's also because I'm just I have this habit of like really like seeing everything at it, um, to like its details and trying to make it perfect, even though it's better just to like get through it all and then try to refine it. Still working on that. Um, but yeah, that would take hours. I, there's a lot of good resources now, like T Millie TV, um, a bunch because of quarantine that really has pushed a lot of choreographers to release their, um, release their classes online. So I've been using all of that to my advantage. Um, it's been really nice. I, I've been to a couple zoom dance classes. I know that sounds crazy, but it's actually a lot. I think it's great. Cause like, again, you can interact with the 
with the choreographers and be like, hey, wait, what did you just do there? Um, but in terms of choreographing my own dance, again, it really depends. I'm sure this has happened with a lot of artists where like creativity blocks happen a lot. And I think I'm like, because dance is a part of my life, but not like my complete life. Like I have time for those creativity blocks. Like it's okay if I'm not trying to create a new project. I have other things to do. And I understand there's a, str- a lot of struggles for, for people who are pursuing art and just like sticking to art. Like when that's all you have to do and you don't know what you're supposed to do. Like you're like, what, what am I supposed to do with life in general? Okay, anyways, that's getting too deep. But I like respect my creativity blocks. I don't, I like if I don't have anything that I want to do, I don't, I let myself like, you know, just go to dance class or like this other, I just keep myself in shape for whatever next like burst of creativity comes along. But when that does come along, whether that be, usually it depends, usually it's like, oh, I hear a song and I'm like, oh my God, I have to dance to this. Um, I just usually like, I would just like take my phone, put it on the wall and just like start recording myself in improv for fun. Um, sometimes that's it. And I'm like, okay, here's my improv for it. But sometimes I really do want to add on to what I improv and then I'd look back at the video, see what parts of the video, parts of the dance that I liked, I didn't like, or where this could be in another place. And it's really just like a copy paste or a cut and paste of everything like that. Sometimes like I would videotape myself and then put that into iMovie and edit that. And like, um, I've had choreo where I see other dancers and I'm like, I really like this one movement that they did, but and this would work really well with this section of music. So I, I would like crop her video on top of mine and then all of that stuff. And that's how like a lot of my chore- choreography starts. It just like um, a lot of cut and paste, something like sometimes I cut and paste my old pieces and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think like everyone has their own unique routine. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I know this is, like this might be hard to answer, but where do you see yourself in the future? And do you see the possibility of combining technology and dance? Well, I definitely hope in the near future, I was really hoping like this summer I could go to LA and just take a bunch of dance classes. I went for one weekend and I took a Giannis class and that was, that was, yeah, it was it was eye-opening to see how many dancers there were and how many people are really just investing their time and their money and their life to dance. And like, I know myself, I don't think I could do it. Like I could dance for as my career. I would love to, but I think I would be physically exhausted and like mentally exhausted by it. Um, wait, I guess, but yeah, I, I just hope I just continue going to class and because I find so much fun in just dancing itself, like in the act of dancing. So whenever I'm just, whenever loud music's blasting and I'm able to just let my body move to it, like I'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know I'll be okay. Yeah, I really hope I don't like, I don't lose touch with dance and I know there's so many times when a lot of us are like oh like we can put it we can put it for later like you can it's like things like art tends to be like 
put on the back burner but honestly like I'm I'm the type of person where like if I want to do it I'm gonna do it now because like then I know I've done something like productive mm-hmm. you know? and also like I feel like I'm doing something like I feel like all dance you can share to other people so it's not just for yourself it's not like oh I accomplished something for myself today like I accomplished something for myself today and I'll be able to share this like piece of art with people it's like yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that's that's such a great mi- mindset to have too. Um, so I read about the dance club that you started at Exeter called Dance Heels, and I've seen it on Instagram too. That promotes self confidence. So how do you see yourself continue continuing to be an advocate for like important messages such as confidence, mental health, technology through dance and in other areas of your life? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't mean, yeah. It's called Exeter Heels. Um, I, I mean, I think just even just me putting myself out there and performing, like putting these clips, I know like they can be a little, like they can be taken the wrong way, but I really do believe like dance is an art. And if I feel confident doing this dance and I feel good, I feel sexy dancing like this, like I should not be judged for it um and i feel like just like putting more of that content out and like sharing my my experience or just showing like this is something i'd love to do i'm not trying to do this for attention like especially for exeter heels like that was like one of the biggest things like we even had trouble with our like with the dance teachers like trying to get advisors because they were worried it was too scandalous even though like it's literally just a type of art um it's like moving your body in such a way that it can be like so beautiful i i don't know i just i again love heels i think just putting it out there and showing people like you this this is me and but this is like only a part of me like it doesn't mean like you can't like pull as it is with a lot of other things like you can't pull stereotypes based on like a style of dance that i do like you know what i'm saying like it's a part of me but not all of me and i think that's the same like i really hope i can do the same with So that's like the style of dance, but in terms of themes like mental health and experiences as a person of color or even as a woman, like I feel like I'm just again creating pieces that have those themes. Um, I hope I can continue making things like that and being able to share that to people and, you know, like put a little blurb so people understand the little things that I've choreographed into the piece that represent let's say like sexism or something like that. I know this is super vague, but yeah, sharing the message through my dance would be really cool. Yeah, I think it's like so inspirational that you've dedicated your time and actually like made an effort to advocate for these causes, like especially this year with mental health and self-love. Those are like two things that a lot of people are struggling with, especially during quarantine. And I think it's like so great to have people like you putting stuff like that out there to kind of inspire and motivate people. And yeah, I know. I, I think it's like so great that you're doing this with dance. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so after several years of dancing, do you have any advice for aspiring dancers or artists or any advice to your younger self, like as a dancer, if you could go back in time? Um, I would say, cause I didn't like start I started Burmese dancing since I was little, but I didn't start like doing ballet or hip hop or jazz until literally until high school. I used to be a figure skater, but like that did not help in the, I mean, yeah, 
you're you're in tune with your body, but it's a complete different discipline. And um, I personally did not let that get in the way. Like I always loved music. I loved dance. Like I would always just mess around in the living room and blast music. You can ask my parents. Like I used to do it. I still do it today. Um, and even if you don't think, like I know so many of my friends who like didn't train in dance early on. Like, yeah, all of us did ballet when we were two and then like we quit. Um, I didn't realize we loved dance until later on, but like that should not stop you. Like, um, I think dance is really forgiving with the amount of time you put into it. If you have the talent and you have, have are willing and willing to put in the hard work and really push yourself out of your comfort zone, like just do it. You know, if you love it so much, just do it. Don't let anything stop you. Like I was intimidated by the other girls who like had a ton of experience on their back and they had really great technique but instead of being intimidated by them like i just reached out and was like hi like i need you to help me like i don't know how to do this in the right like in the right technique should i be turned out here like how can i make this look better and like just reaching out and being like hey like acknowledging you didn't you have these so-called setbacks but don't but not letting that get in the way if you know what i'm saying like owning up to them and owning them um because the past is in the past. All you can do is like change what you do in the present. So um, I would say that I would just, again, like just let yourself be vulnerable so you can improve and be even better. Yeah, no, I think especially that last part, I struggle with that a lot too. And I think a lot of- Imposter syndrome or something. I think like each and every word that you said was just so meaningful. And I think this is, this can go for like any artists, not just dancers too. Okay. Well, that concludes another episode of Art with Anvi. Thank you so much, Kind, for speaking with me today. And thank you to everyone who's listening for tuning into another episode. I learned so much about you, and I can't wait to see all of your accomplishments in the future. And I, good luck with everything that you do. And everyone, make sure to go follow Kind on Instagram at Coinkadink, Q-U-I-N-K-H-I-D-I-N-K. And follow Art with Anvi to stay updated.